2: salo ku sha
3: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome to Zambia Blog Talk Radio. It's May the 25th. Uh, this is Memorial Day weekend in the United States. We do thank you for joining us from whichever part of the world you're listening. Good evening, Western Australia and the parts of the Pacific. I know you're getting ready to go to bed. Good morning. Uh, good afternoon, Europe. Good afternoon, Zambia. Good morning, America, as I say it in this way. We have a great show for you today, and the subject is education, actually. This is interesting, and it's fascinating, because uh, growing up, uh, this thing of education was beat down our throats. Um, Musaba, you are going to identify with that. Uh, this thing of education was beat down our throats so much. Our parents almost sang this song. To make us and un- try to make us understand that without education you are nothing now the interesting part about that that in my household um, our youngest daughter is graduating from high school we had the graduation ceremony last night and t- today uh, this little house is going to be filled with a whole bunch of people to celebrate that occasion so it's, it's important and we've been talking about these things and it's good that we, we're we going to be looking at this subject, and it's it's amazing the things we are going to be talking about. Now, secondly, everybody who have been singing this song as well, please remember September. This year, Zambia Block Talk Radio celebrates 10 years. So we're going to be in Dallas, Texas. want to encourage you to purpose, to plan, to participate, and <clears throat> excuse me, to plan to participate and uh, register on our website, www.zbtr.org, all the information is there. It's going to be exciting. Uh, education is actually one of the things, uh, one of the panels that we're going to have education, tourism, entrepreneurship, and all those things that go with that. Okay, so that's our show, that's the things that are happening out there, and those, that's what we're going to be. Uh, dealing with okay Jacqueline has dropped I, I don't know how she's not having challenges with that client now my guest today with his guests uh, is not a stranger to this platform uh, we consider him to be part of this team he's been with us from the beginning for the past 10 years uh, Musaba is the founder and president at Object Oriented Development in Africa, OOD Africa. In brief, that's how it is known. Uh, this he's written a book about this, and it keeps developing or evolving to to use President Obama's phrase. He has evolved from this to that. We have a lot of things to talk about with uh, uh, Musaba here, uh, with his guests, um, uh, Trevor. Millet is joining us from New York, a Pan Africanist Caribbean journalist who has worked for the UN, is an author, is a researcher. Uh, Trevor will also be discussing with us um, as he joins us with Musaba. Okay, like I said, Jacqueline has dropped. We'll wait for her to come. Musaba, good morning. Welcome. Uh,
4: good morning, Nathan. Now I'm my glad i here. Come
0: yes, you well, should. Thank you. you. <laughs> Hi, Trevor Hello, how are you? Doing fine, Glad how's New York? New York, York is excellent.
5: reasonably fine
3: Okay, yeah, uh, I'm in Texas and uh, I, I don't think you'll be surprised what I'm going to tell you we're already burning and boiling here <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised, right. I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> I know, that's what I'm saying that, I know you won't be surprised Okay, um, I don't want to start without Jacqueline. I, I want her to be there and to hear everything we're going to say from the beginning. So as part of that, uh, we, we, let's just hang on a, a little bit here. Uh, Kelvin, good morning.
1: Good morning, Nathan. How is uh, Texas this morning? Uh,
3: like you heard me say, it's already burning and boiling here. Are you back?
1: Yes, yes, I'm back in the U.S.
3: Excellent, good to have you back, my friend. And uh, we 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 stand with you. Special memories of that special lady and uh, the kids. We are with you, my brother. And uh, we shall walk this journey together as much as we can. Yes, sir. Excellent. Hey, Baylor, how's Atlanta? Mm-hmm.
6: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, Bela Tiyanki, good morning
7: Good morning, I'm here to hear the Honorable Musaba Chilunga, President <laughs> I knew you
3: were going to say that <laughs> You know when Musaba becomes President, I'm in that cabinet, you know that, right?
7: <laughs> yes, we're going to support him We're going to have his back <laughs>
3: Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh huh. We we gonna do that. And uh, so everybody, the the subject this morning is uh, uh, Musaba's um, uh, object oriented development in Africa is is taking another step. He's taking it another notch. He's taking it up there. Musaba, a person listening to you for the first time, um, and let me throw this question to you: What 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 is object Oriented development in Africa and what prompted this in you? Where did this all start from?
4: I think Oh, thank you again. Thank you very much for that very important question um I think I'll answer the question from the institute point of view because that's where we are evolving now even though the Mm -hmm. OOD uh, Africa proper is still a major factor Probably the, the key factor. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. The focus is the mindset, um, mental orientation towards wealth. Um, we need to ask ourselves, and I'm sure we have asked ourselves, like, uh, what makes people poor or as poor as Africans, and what makes the others rich or wealthy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we know that there are five areas of human endeavor. There's political, cultural, economic, social, and science, and technology, which is basically advancement. Uh, political is system of governance. Cultural is who we are. Mm-hmm. Economic relates to the economy, and social relates to, to society, right? So basically, um, uh, OOD tries to touch all those areas with regards to mindset, I mean, I'll be able to expand further. Oh, uh, yeah, me excellent. To continue.
3: Yeah. Yeah, you can expand further. But before you do that, let me just uh, uh, recognize uh, uh, Jacqueline here. Uh, Jacqueline, good afternoon.
0: Uh, hi, Jacqueline. Okay, um,
3: yes. Uh, e- expand. We ja- Jacqueline, we, I think she's setting. She's getting herself uh, the connection together. Mm-hmm. You to expand okay. further because uh, the idea is somebody listening to this for the first time. They are like, "What is this about?"
0: Okay.
3: Well, so
4: so basically, as I was saying, when you talk about. Uh, Uh, The areas of human endeavor and that's where Mm -hmm. the confusion begins the consumer culture We know it's very clear science and technology is very clear the politics the economic sphere and social is where it starts getting like uh, confusing right social Mm. is probably one of the most misunderstood um, Because The the context of it is about society. Um, It relates to society. Now, it becomes confusing because uh, to socialize, you are amicable, right? Uh, Then there's social welfare, which most people confuse with socialism. Mm -hmm. And the two, socialism and social welfare, are not the same. And and that's why, for example, you find that most people in Africa uh, are very resistant to, say, a market economy, because they believe Mm. a market economy takes away social welfare when it doesn't. Um, And when they they see or when we see social welfare, we think that's what socialism is. So -hmm. basically we need to be a little bit open so that we can understand uh, what these terms mean. Um, Socialism is a system of government. Social welfare is a government service. Um, Mm -hmm. Therefore, in both government and, in both governments, like types of governments, uh, uh, where we have socialism and capitalism, you are going to get social welfare regardless. It should be there because people yeah. pay taxes. Yeah. Now you find that it's more, in my view, it's more efficient when there's money to be given out. When there's no money, everything breaks down. And that's the problem we we kind of face. So uh, with OOD Africa, what we are trying to do is that we have to orient orient mm-hmm. ourselves so that we can actually understand mm-hmm. the differences, really so it, that we so. can honestly
3: pursue things that work.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. I mm. e- excellent, y Actually, you've made a statement to say when I, I when you were explaining this, you says mind orientation towards wealth. That's a very That's a very profound statement. Let me read something to you from your website. And before we talk about ODD Africa Institute, we shall be getting into that. Uh, This is what a line says on the ODD Africa Institute, and I quote Evidence shows that it is not enough for the continent to have resources, its people need to be resourceful as well. End of quote. There is this song that has been sung over many years. Africa is rich in resources. Africa is this, Africa is that. I, I want you to address that statement. Its people need to be resourceful as well.
4: It's like look at it as a bicycle as a bicycle, right? Mm-hmm. Three people have bicycles, right? And you need to move from point A to point B the three people that have bicycles they need to know how to ride the bicycles having a bicycle is not enough you have to get on the bike now even if you know how to ride a bike you have to ride it where you are going you have to know that's where right. you are going so basically that's that's the that's the thing because in africa we just think we have these things but we don't know how to use it right and mm. um in most cases would say uh, we think it's the same. Like, say, for example, um, if you want to attract someone, right, people want to make money. Everywhere in the world, people want to make money. And the only way they are going to increase their money is by investing Mm -hmm. it. So when you are looking for investors, you have to assure them that they will get something back. And what investors do is is look for environments that are conducive for what they want. Exactly, and they give they are able to trust the nationals. If it's a foreign investor, they are able to trust the nationals that that can mot- multiply their wealth. If in those countries you don't have nationals that can do that, they tend to do it themselves, and that's why you find like when they go to africa they don't allow africans to touch it because us we are thinking we have this money is not important mindset or to make money is not important mindset it's just important to have it there are two different things and that's why we have to be resourceful and be resourceful we have to be encouraging not only to others but to ourselves that once we get
3: seeds to Produce more. We should be able to produce more. Mm, Excellent. Um, Musaba is as as Musaba is with us, and he has brought two guests with him. Um, We've already introduced uh, Trevor. I think this line is for Jacqueline Fanny, who is uh, an educator based in Glasgow, Scotland. Hi, Jackie. Good afternoon.
0: Okay. Um,
8: oh, is, is that me? Uh Hello,
3: Can me you see? Are you, can you hear me? Is that? Yeah. Oh, is that? Is that Simon? Yeah, this is Simon. Okay.
8: Okay. <laughs> I didn't realize it, it. Yeah, this is me. I'm. I'm, I'm yeah, lying.
3: I think I'm confusing Simon's <coughs> line for Jackie. Okay, Jackie is not on the line, Masaba. Okay, please. Uh, l- let me go to. To, to, to Trevor here uh, as, we, uh, uh, we, as we go on with our conversation and we'll be waiting for uh, Jackie to join us. Uh, Trevor, how did you know or learn about ODD Africa? Well,
5: it was purely by accident. I went to a bookstore mm. in Toronto, saw the book on uh-huh. the shelf. My curiosity was piqued. And I decided to <laughs> take a chance and read the book. And I was deeply okay. impressed by the content of the book. I, I, I found the, 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 the attitude of the writer bold mm-hmm. and, and, and um, one that was defiant of conventional wisdom about Africans' capability to develop themselves. So I, that's what impressed me the most about the book.
3: Mm. Wow, I like the phrase, attitude of the writer. So it's like you are you are able to pick something when you read that book. I've read it like two, three times. Uh, my friend Roger and I, we keep laughing about this to say, the years we've done this radio show, oh my goodness, how much reading I have done. I deserve three PhDs, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like what you say, Trevor, when you say the attitude of the writer, because is he, 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 quite an unconventional type of a book. Isn't that right?
5: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the, the thing is that for long before I actually saw the book, I've been wondering mm-hmm. who are the thinkers, the economic thinkers and so in Africa, the theorists, who could come up with a, a methodology that would allow sub-Saharan Africa to develop. And um, when I saw and read Musaba's book, I thought, yes, this is somebody I have to meet. And so mm. I took the time to pursue and make contact with him. And the more I talk with him, the more impressed I am with what he has in mind.
3: Mm. Excellent. Let's talk about OOD Africa Institute. Uh, what is your role and uh, what part are you playing with the, in the, with the institute?
5: We... um. Well, I am fully supportive of all the, all the initiatives and endeavors of the Institute. What I do is mm-hmm. provide writing skills to uh, explicate what OODA is all about. So I have mm-hmm. helped to do editorial work and that sort of stuff. But I also make inputs in terms of what I think is the, is, uh, are the necessities for sub-Saharan Africans to uh, take a hold of the of the of the thorny problem of development and mm-hmm. overcome the difficult challenges the environmental challenges which they encounter um, in pursuing development
3: Trevor Moussara talks about mind orientation towards wealth you have worked in that environment at the United States at the United Nations you are a speechwriter you are a researcher in economic stuff and things like that. And also, obviously for what you are doing puts you has put you in a place where you do a lot of looking, a lot of digging, a lot of investigating. Um, how how critical is this mind orientation for the African person towards wealth? Well it's
5: absolutely necessary to
2: decolonize
5: the mindset of Africans. One has to develop a mentality of success, a positive attitude, in order to grip, to, to, you know, to, 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 to wrestle the, the development challenges into a situation where they're manageable and, they, and you're mm-hmm. able to overcome these difficulties. Because um, for too long, Africans have been indoctrinated with the idea that they're impotent, they, 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 they're incapable of developing themselves. Uh, Musaba defies that. He says we can do it on our own. We can be self reliant So in place of the culture of dependency, which is a mentality that hinders and obstructs Africans from developing, he says, no. We can exercise initiative. We can be self reliant So he's changing the culture. He's changing the whole... The whole uh, he's dealing with the psychology of development, which is critical as the, as the, as the, as the prerequisite to develop the continent. So the psychological dimension is absolutely critical. It is imperative to address that aspect of the issue, and that is what Musaba does. He he engages the issue directly. You know, he, he's confrontational in terms of dealing with the, with that problem.
3: Excellent. Here, ladies and gentlemen, here is Trevor who picks up a book from the bookstore and he pursues to engage and to find Musaba. Uh, that's that's a very that's a very interesting and critical. And you see, Musaba, this, these are some of the things that I remember. I had this conversation with Simon here, joining us from Japan. I have had this conversation with uh mukoka in New York. Most of you might know him. He's written that book. The reading culture. And this is one of the things that we're going to pursue, Dr. Patrick, at, at our conference coming up. By the way, everybody... We are not just trying to blow our own trumpet here. This is not just going to be any other meeting. We're going to come out with tangible things here. Our reading culture needs to change. We we, we need to stop all these other mindsets. The mindset needs to change. Musala, let's talk about the structure of OOD Africa Institute. Uh, talk to us about how are the what what are the courses offered, what is the structure of this institute, uh, how does it work?
0: Okay, the the
4: structure mainly there is for now. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing that started it is um, the specific subjects related to object oriented. So we have a certified analyst and a certified architect um, in, in social and economic development. Um, the structure is that the the analyst courses you have to take four modules and the architect is six modules. The reading material is the same. Uh, you have to read the object-oriented development in Africa book. Uh, mm-hmm. Written by ourselves. Then there is, uh, uh, at the bottom of the pyramid by C.K. Palahad, and then um, um, uh, Mystery of Capital by Hernando um, De Soto. So those are the three key books one has to to read to be able to get the certification. Um, then uh, just to be able to. Uh, support the whole system because object-oriented development is is a system like you create your own ecosystem, like you have to have people that think in the right way, that have the correct information. Mm -hmm. And you also help um, other systems within the economy uh, that suffer with institutional voids. And, And one of them that we have taken up is increasing the number of kids that go up at grade 9 so that they can reach grade 12. So we're going to be offering courses, online courses, from grade 10 to grade 12. These kids will be writing the Zambia Examination Council exams so that they can get the Zambia certificate. Um, And then on top of that, there's this uh, critical element of technology uh, where uh, everything really evolves around technology. And to be able to push ourselves to reach areas that we haven't even reached, we are also introducing shell scripting. Shell scripting um, is one of the most critical components in software development because it teaches you not only um, um, basically dealing with apps that people see, but also with the critical decision-making of computers. Um, Mm -hmm. With the growing amount of uh, cloud computing, we need to allow ourselves to play a role in that area and to be able to leverage the growing populations in Africa and to to allow ourselves to to do more things than just receiving. Uh, So that also
3: is being offered. Okay. Now... Obviously, when you mention Zambian uh, students getting involved here, especially at the level of, uh, what let's say, secondary school level, um, the logistics and the cost come into play. We all know the economic situation in the country. How affordable is this and how practical is it for somebody in Zambia to do this, considering also accessibility? To what what's the word accessibility to let me say computers or technological facilities? Um, Kelvin here is just getting off a plane from Zambia, and um, she, <laughs> probably problem mind is fresh about what the situation. How workable, how how practical is this for a Zambian student to participate, and the cost?
4: You mean for the high schools? Yes. Okay. For the high schools, we are looking at um, what people pay, for example. especially the the young ones that drop out of school, and even the ones that Mm -hmm. are in school, and they are getting private tutorship, right? Or kids that go to private schools. So basically, what's being offered is a very competitive rate, very close to what the high school's public schools charge but below what the private tutors charge because the the idea is not just to make money, the idea is to have as many kids who the government said you failed when they didn't to go as far as grade twelve. And then when they reach grade twelve, at least someone is a little bit more mature at seventeen, eighteen than they are when they are fourteen and fifteen. And when you are at that age, you can also pursue that thing now we have to create some kind of feeder even for mm-hmm. our certification programs because that's where the 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 real uh, benefits are because there the the people are not just i mean you can get work, you can get a job, but we are trying to move people directly from our programs into into providing solutions, not only for Zambia, but for Africa.
6: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh,
4: Trevor,
3: it's it's very critical that this should work, okay? Not only from the point of view that how how many students enroll and, you know, things like that, to the people that have called in here, quite a number. There's a lot of others we don't know the numbers out there listening online in Asia, in Europe, in Africa, for that matter. Apparently, the system tells us most of the listeners are are in Zambia for this radio show. How can we get involved with this?
5: Um, I think the the, the website would be accessible to a lot of people. And I Mm -hmm. have proposed to um, Musaba the possibility. Um, We haven't been able to act on that yet. Of having a newsletter that can be circulated widely circulated, hopefully have global circulation, so that people can become aware of and be encouraged to take part in this uh, this 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 program. So once the institute is up and running, I think a lot more will be coming out of that to inform mm-hmm. people of what is happening in terms of OODA.
3: Mm. The website is very easy. It's oodAfrica.com. Uh, OodAfrica.com. dot com. dot com. It's important for us to go there. Let's increase the traffic on this thing. Uh you see, Musaba, when you're talking about mindset, it's very important for all of us Kelvin here, Alan. You also just got off a plane from Africa. And uh to for us to champion and support this it's 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 very very important Um, Bianchi I'm gonna throw this at you there's a reason I'm doing this deliberately we have spent 10 years on this forum addressing a lot of issues what is the significance of one of us in by the name of Umsava stepping out and bringing out a tangible product
7: well Masaba is showing you what can be done rather than talking to you about what can be done. And he's giving people the opportunity to get involved in it. These these solutions aren't anything new. What's new Mm -hmm. is people getting involved in them from an early stage and carrying them out. I mean, that's the way you make things happen. It's... And it, you know it's, it, we we talk about this. You people know this. Uh, circumstances mm-hmm. that you're involved in won't permit you to uh, move as fast as you want to. You know, family, occupations, school, and so on and so on. But at some time, if you really thoroughly, uh, if it's in your heart, you have to do this thing. And the books that he mentioned, these books are are not going to turn you into some uh, miracle overnight. You still have no. to have something innerly in you, Nathan, that uh, these mm-hmm. books will put a spark in.
3: It's true. There are two things that I'm praying for here. Uh, those are, it's not a secret. All of you know where I stand on my faith. There are two things I'm praying for here. To get Simon Sakala from Japan to come in September and Musala Chailunda to come to tell us in September. <laughs> so somebody help me find a millionaire there to get these two on a plane to Dallas, Musaba. <laughs> you are laughing, uh, Musaba. Somebody's listening to this and they are saying you guys are dreamers. What's your response to that? Because well, this is real stuff. I mean, like I've said, I've read the book three times. It's like I'm reading it for the first time. <laughs> the two, three times I've read it. I'm sure those of you that have read it, Trevor here, can agree with me. Somebody listening to this, yeah. himself, they are saying new people are dreamers. Uh, how would you respond to that? Uh, thank you, Nathan. Uh, Mr.
4: Pianke has just said um, this is not new, right? Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. people that The people that thought of flying, those were the dreamers. Yes. People like me are not dreamers because what we are doing has already been done. So you are not trying to do anything that has not been done. Now, mm-hmm. why are people saying we are dreamers? People, Some people are saying we are dreamers or they might say we are dreamers because we are African, right? I mean, we can't hide from these facts, because this is really the orientation that we are trying to change um, because remember where we started from about mm-hmm. how we look at how we look at socialism and social uh, welfare um, when the difference really and then when you look at the countries. For example, countries like Scandinavia, Japan, South Korea, Australia, Canada, the EU, most of the EU and the United States, they are oriented towards market economy. Um, Now, if you take out the Asian countries, you will see that the EU, Canada and the US, they are predominantly white. Uh, Africa Mm. is predominantly African. So when people compare the two regions... They only see skin color. So the argument is not the system. People don't emphasize on the systems employed. They emphasize on the people. You see? And Mm. and that's where we, we have it wrong. So when someone is saying, as basic as providing an online education, and someone says it's a dream when it has been done before, then we know that we have to work even harder to make the kids believe, to make the the African population believe that these things can easily be done. What's your can, relationship with the minister
0: of... Can I, can I, yeah, go ahead. Can I just,
5: hey, yeah, can I just add to what um, has just said there? The point is that is before reality becomes reality, you have to first envision, you have to visualize that reality. So the dream is an absolute necessity. It's imperative to have that dream and to pursue the dream in order to bring about the transformation that you want. So to say that Africans are, um, are dreamers and that they're, they're pursuing a utopian goal that is elusive and unattainable is to, as, as Musawa just rightly said, is to focus on skin, to have a mm-hmm. colonial attitude towards African, and think that because they are who they are, they incapable of achieving something that is noble and grand. Africans can do just anything that anybody else has done. And that has to be the point of emphasis. There is no limitation in terms of uh, psyche. There's no limitation in terms of capability. There's no limitation in terms of expertise. They can do all what others have done. There are no restrictions in that regard. So it's insulting to to, to talk about the dreamers. Yes, they're dreamers. Yes, Mm. they're dreamers. And we're pursuing our dream. I have a dream.
3: That's right. Dr.
0: Patrick, you wanted to say something?
9: Yes, yes, I definitely do. Um I I've been listening to the program. I've written something in and, and perhaps sometime in the future uh, you can repeat it. Mhm. What I wrote is about dreamers. And I have here dreamers meaning you are Asleep. And what the education program that's being offered on on today's program is a wake-up call. It's basically saying, free your mind from colonization, from neocolonization. Mm-hmm. Free your mind, wake up, and your body and your people will follow. So what what is being offered in this program is an awakening. Uh, When people call you a dreamer, that means you're asleep. And what the brothers on the station, today's program is talking about is wake up. And the way we can help every listener and their families and their brothers and their sisters and their friends is to wake up. It's time to wake up, learn, know your history, know your people. So, um, again, my brothers, thank you. Okay, we may be dreamers, but now we have the call to wake up. No more sleeping.
7: And if, if I Next could time. say something, Nathan.
9: Go ahead.
3: And then Kelvin after Bianchi.
7: I'm sorry, Kevin. <clears throat> but also, you want to look at things this way, too. You should not. You know, you're coming from. A point of no development okay the ideas and the plans that you lay on the table have to permit you to leapfrog ahead of those who are in front of you if we're talking about communication your design should not be 4g or 5g it should be 6g you put that in front of your children that gives them an advantage more important that gives them a position if not physically but mentally that would take them further on then all of a sudden people are trying to keep up with your children rather than you trying to keep up with theirs
3: Mm, excellent um it looks like a lot of dent I, has been left in, our, in our heads, uh, and we need to do something. Uh, Kelvin, and then ben. Mr. Sakala. Yes. Uh, not not, uh, to uh,
1: discount, <laughs> not to discount not to discount the you know objectives of OOD, but uh, I, I want to speak about uh, what Musaba said that uh, Africans have resources, but they don't know what to do with them. Uh, and even if they did, uh, uh, there's, there's a point he made. Uh, I, I think I think we know what to do with those resources. Uh, when you when you define an object oriented process, you're saying, okay, what is the object? So let's give uh, education, for instance, as an object, as a thing, right? What are then the objectives we're trying to orient our citizenry uh, when we provide education. Are we providing education to just book smart uh, citizens, or are we providing education to citizens that will uh, 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 orient themselves to the practicals of what is being taught, right? Uh, I'll give a very basic example. Uh, uh, An auntie of mine selling uh, tomatoes. Knows that uh, they are selling those tomatoes to make a profit, right? Now, w- when they make that profit, right, do they have the tools to expand their business into maybe uh, uh, tomato processing, right? Do they have mm. that ability? Do you see that? Do they have that ability to do that? those are the things that we need to look at. We also need to look at what is the environment. How for instance in Africa we know that uh, you know life is politicized, right? So, the leaders in charge of these countries, what environment are they creating in order to enhance the knowledge, the skills and the abilities of their people to become, you know, capital intensive investors. You see that? Those are the missing points. Uh, when, when, you, when you take uh, you know, all the objectives uh, you know, to a country like Zambia, specifically, right? you have to look at that environment and say, okay, great, uh, what policies are obtaining in the country that can make all the objectives uh, effective? Uh, today, the Zambian government has, uh, has uh, reduced or scrapped uh, some fees school fees in uh, most uh, public institutions. And that is where the majority of our kids go, right? So how then can we take OOD objectives and make them effective in an environment such as ours where a parent has a choice to go to take a a kid to learn OOD objectives or go to a public school which is uh, charging next to nothing, so those are the challenges that I think and feel we must overcome. I like the ideas be, of I like the ideas be, be, of be, the, be, before, before
3: Simon says what he wants to say, I would also like him to comment on what you have said. Uh, uh, Mustaba, would you like to respond or comment on what uh, Kelvin has said? Uh, yes.
4: Uh, he raises very good questions. And I'm sure not that I want to plug the book uh, if you read the book you would find that I actually address specifically the house uh, of all the questions you raised so and then when we talk about the students we are targeting the kids that are failed the kids are at home they're not doing anything so we are not really mm-hmm. competing for students that are already in school we are we are talking about kids that are on the street. We want to bring them back to school. No one is catering for them. Um, yeah, I think that that's that's about it for now.
3: Okay, Simon.
1: Follow up to that, here. Musaba. Oh, okay. We have to Thank understand you. why they are Just ju- uh, Kelvin. Right? Kelvin,
3: we're running out of time. We're running out of time. I want to hear from Simon. Uh, okay. Thank you, thank you so very much. Uh,
8: First, I'd like to say, um, well, I just got hold of the book. I haven't read all of it. I'm just reading part of it. In fact, I I didn't. I'd seen this book, but I didn't think um, much of it until I talked to Mustafa, and then after I got hold of it, I I discovered. You know, I went, wow, (laughs) this is Mm just amazing well um uh, and there's a lot I can say, and uh, I've also been able to get the books Musaba. you recommend the fortune of the bottom at the bottom of the pyramid and the mystery of capital, which i'll be reading and um, yeah the what I would say is education is the key, and um I think the only twist that we need to give to it is that um uh, we need to look at um Going lower than the secondary school. Um, Musaba did talk about the issue of mindset. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that the change of mindset can be more effective if that in every effort is targeted at very small children in the society. Um, um, they say you can't uh, train them, um, uh, is it? Uh, an, or, don't new tricks and it that's mm-hmm. quite true in, in most cases so um, we've we find that the most of the generations right now and even those in leadership, they um we, we find that most in most cases you, you you it's all has to do with the environment in which they they were raised, in which we grow up, and the kind of uh, yeah. the mindset that exists. And uh, so, it, I think the major uh, the, the major uh, issue that should be addressed is how we can change that mindset effectively. And if when you talk about education, um, there's always a gap between the knowledge acquired and what is expected mm-hmm. to be performed by anyone who holds that kind of knowledge. So there's that gap. And uh, in order to close that gap, what should be done? And I, there's also been a talk of introducing entrepreneurship in schools. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I to say I want to say that you—it's not introducing entrepreneurship is not enough. I, I want to say that um, the, we have to teach everything in the school system from the point of view of an entrepreneur. So, in other words. Uh, uh, Inter- entrepreneurship should be the language of learning all the other subjects. Uh, okay, I wouldn't have time to go to explain uh, what that uh, means. Uh, uh, for example, Mutava, Mutava, M- M- sorry, M- sorry, M- sorry, it talks talks about risk being resourceful, and he gave the metaphor of a bicycle. And if we go back to that, uh, what would be what would resourcefulness mean if you're on the bike? You know what that does to you. resourcefulness requires that you have to think about what to do when you have a puncture. And you have to think Mm -hmm. about um, uh, how to maintain that bike and how to make use of the bike in such a way that it serves more than uh, you. Um, The basic Mm. idea of capitalism is being able to produce more than you are able to consume. And we find that the mindset that we have basically is centered around, you know, getting stuff that I need, and that's limit. So we've got to get um, to the point where the whole education system affects um, you know, upholding those uh, that the ideas of um, uh, students being able to think about how they can not only do with what they have, but how they can use whatever resources they have to do a lot more and to make their lives and the environment better. And uh, I've been working with children for some time now, and I think there's a huge potential uh, in uh, targeting children um, um, Mm -hmm. in order to change the mindset, which would in turn uh, bring Mm -hmm. about different results in education.
3: Very critical, Simon. Here and I'm coming back to you as we wind up here because you see what we are doing here. By the way, uh, Roger is going to pick this up in the next segment on open forum because today Roger is dedicating part of his show just for us to zero in to our 10th anniversary convention uh, and what will be going on there. This atmosphere you are sensing here, ladies and gentlemen, and the way this discussion is going. This is what we intend that you experience when you come to Dallas in September. I know a lot of people want to say a lot of, want Musaba to land this plan. Uh, Musaba Simon says, we need to go lower than the ninth grade dropouts. Um, to, To what extent can OOD Africa Institute engage the younger ones below ninth grade? I think,
4: yes what we are doing for example or what we are trying to do is that you you create an environment so for even, mm-hmm. even for grade 9 I mean grade ten to grade 12 we expect to have only two or three corporate what might be considered yes. corporate schools the others will be other people right we just give them the system and they are able to run it now when you start going lower, training starts getting specialized. That, that's the thing with education, right? Um, the mm-hmm. higher you go up, I think anyone can teach anyone. The lower you go, uh, the younger the kids become, um, the harder it is to to, uh, to teach them. However, we might work with people already in that uh, in that area with with children. To be mm. to be able to to support them with solutions, um, like to so that the minds are properly prepared for what's coming above them.
3: Mm. Partnership. Yeah. This is another thing Dr. Patrick has been talking about partnerships. Musaba, somebody is listening in Zambia right now, and they are saying to themselves, "I'm interested in this. What do they do? What should they do?"
4: Um, at the moment, we have to like for the high schools we need to have the the school running so that you mm-hmm. have something to demonstrate um and then for the courses we have uh what we what are called phablets, it's uh it's something larger than a phone but smaller than a tablet uh and what this does is that for the kids um they don't need to get to because if you get a phone you need a tablet if you get a tablet you need a phone so they can actually be mm-hmm. using the the fablet for phone calls and whatever and then they can also be using it for for school for those that can afford it the schools that will be independent ones that are partnered with us they can be open mm-hmm. where they keep them and then kids just go to school and use it there's a structure we are creating a structure that i think can work for everyone and we hope Uh, we find as many people that are passionate about education um, as possible. And then there will be a grading system. Kids have to pass because they're writing the Zambia exam. Uh, So we just don't want people to be collecting money and then not offering the kids what they need. You know,
7: they Yes, go ahead, um, uh, Fianchi. Yeah, you you start off as early as you possibly can, Mm acclimating that child. To whatever your end goal. You know what Gambia, Zambia need. Mm-hmm. You start preparing people for that, that's going to come into those fields. High school, you have to prepare children before high school, whereas they will be successful in high school, successful in college. Mm.
3: Roger, I'm almost sensing that we should make this September thing just about education and entrepreneurship. I don't know what you think. <laughs> Ten, years. Ten years is too big to
10: believe Just <laughs> To do, two do things. one thing. Yeah, yeah, uh, but I uh, I've i talked to Moussa, uh, Nathan, and mm. he tells me he can't come to Dallas. There's no
3: such thing. There yeah, I know, I know.
10: Thing. I know. <laughs> and here he is he's unpacking uh, stuff which needs, I uh. think, uh, the collective community, I, I think, to rally behind. If there is one thing... Our platform should have, like uh, like mm-hmm. you have rightly said. It is um, education, no doubt about yeah. it. Yeah, one of the questions we are asking mm-hmm. in next year uh, how, how can the diaspora help uh, revolutionize uh, education? We may need to yeah. jump a lot of steps. Uh, I like what Bianchi uh, said don't teach your children to, to be where you are right now. Now we need to put uh, ourselves our children, above everybody else, because we are already behind. Mm. So we cannot afford to be where everyone else is. We will keep being behind. We need to go, I think, two or three steps ahead.
3: That's true. Musala. there's no such thing as you can't... You remember when Jesus stood behind before Lazarus' tomb, he said, Father, I thank you that when I pray you hear me, I also say things like that to God. So be careful about you saying you can't come to Dallas... Um can i just
5: can I just say something in relation to what you talked about uh, impacting those who are under uh, grade grade nine um one of the resources I think that can be utilized but is not fully acknowledged is the use of folk tales that uh can be oriented or are in fact oriented to business culture developing a business culture. If you use uh, folktales appropriately, those that will uh, uh, equip children with an understanding of what it is to be resourceful, to use assets in their environment, I think that can be particularly helpful for those who are five, six, seven, eight years old, and not simply think in formal terms of Mm -hmm. uh, meeting institutional requirements, because that, that too is a form of education. That was how Africans educated their children, uh, in, in villages and so before use tails they can be they can be pressed into service in that regard Yeah, well,
3: yeah Musabha, what, what, Okay, Simon quickly under one minute. Uh, we have a few minutes remaining here quick Oh, yeah, yeah, well, I think that is very uh,
8: critical when uh, I, th- I think like I did say that they it's harder to teach children but I think what makes it harder to teach children is the way materials is pre- represented. But what, like, um, the suggestion of like, uh, teaching in terms of folk tales and aid, simplifying the learning to the level of the children, I think we can do a lot uh, with them. Yeah.
3: Uh, Musab, I'm going to give you this responsibility. Let's do this again in June. And we need to make sure that we, we we prepare for Jacqueline to be part of this. Trevor, I need you back again. We're going to have to do this with Simon involved and Simon's brother in Zambia getting involved. We've just scratched the surface. Musaba, your final words. Where does ODD Africa Institute go
0: from here?
4: Um, where it goes from here, I think the sky is the limit. Um, what, uh-huh. There is a lot of um, misbelief among ourselves. Here is what I've noticed. Right uh, in in Africa, we want to say things that people can hear. Even on Facebook, we debate a lot because others are reading. When you go outside to discuss something, people lose interest because no one is hearing what they are saying, um, which which is very. Uh, discouraging because some of the things that we need to address these things cannot be done on Facebook they have to be done in in outside the public domain because they are I mean you understand what I mean so where we are going to yes live. I just yes. want to make a point about education when I said it's very difficult to teach the kids I did not say it cannot be done what I was trying to say was that uh, for the resources that we have, we are not at the moment equipped to to educate the young ones. Otherwise, we'll be more than happy to partner anyone with the with the credentials or at least the capacity to educate the young ones.
3: Thank you. Thank you. Musaba, you know, it's always a joy to have you on the show. We don't take it lightly for granted that you take time to do this. Greatly appreciate it, my friend. Trevor, it was nice meeting you Please don't make this your first and last I would Yes Jackie, I know you are listening We shall make another arrangement for you to be part of this And uh, Simon, my brother Oh my goodness I know it's like, what, 11pm out there in Japan Thanks for taking the time Everybody call back in The next segment is where you can say Whatever and anything you want to say Thank you
6: Thank
7: you. Thank you so much. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.